Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we're talking to some true leadership powerhouses to help us understand how to be better leaders as the world continues to change around us. Just a little side note, the world is always going to change, but how we respond to it as leaders can really make or break us, especially as we are moving into really unique kinds of working environments and truly becoming a more global work environment. So my guest today is definitely global for us. In fact, I'm interviewing him from his offices in India as we speak. So let me tell you a little bit about Raul Agarwal, and he has been awarded a couple really prominent awards. Here's just a couple of them. Rising Entrepreneur of the Year in 2019. Entrepreneur 35 under 35 in 2020. There's a lot of numbers there. Asia's Most Promising Business Leaders 2021 by Economic Times. You know, he really not only has a lot of, uh, you know, accolades behind him, but he's also co-founded you know, a company called Design Hill, which I actually had the great pleasure of being on one of their webinars a couple months ago, that is created it really as a unique online marketplace that uh, helps two different kinds of people. First of all, helps small business owners or business owners, not just small ones like me, to overcome the challenge of outsourcing high quality creative solutions. But it also helps designers who have been looking for creative freedom and really want some more control over what they produce and how much they can earn. He's also um, co-founded another organization that is just incredibly powerful that we'll talk a little bit about uh, related to something that unfortunately has hit India especially hard, and that's the need for um, uh, oxygen uh, concentrators. And so he's helped place, I think, like 5,200 of them across the the, uh, country. But Obviously, then you hear his background. You know, he's a serial entrepreneur. He's a passionate marketer. He's also an investor, an advisor, and a firm believer in this, the concept of constant learning and growing, which you guys all know that I am a firm believer. And uh, he's also been one last little uh, accolade I'm going to give here that really talks about his own digital knowledge, his business skills, and how he's run not only his company, invested and advised in others and co-founded this startup, but it allowed him to be uh, acknowledged as creative startup of the year in 2019 by Entrepreneur Magazine for Design Hill. So he knows a few things here and we're going to pick his brain on it. So Rahul, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Michael. There are a lot of kind words and I'm really grateful for you to uh, invite me on the show today and I'm really looking forward to speaking with you. Oh, I am too. And I really did enjoy working with your whole team when we uh, created the, or part of the webinar that was all about podcasters a couple months ago. It was great. It was a great gathering. It was, you got a lot of great people up on the panel. Um, and you also had some really great questions from the audience. So it was, it was a really dynamic experience. And from a speaker's perspective, that's always so enjoyable is to engage with people who really want to know what you have to say. So it's yeah. excellent. So I hit some of the highlights where I will about 
about uh, what you are, what you do and who you are, but tell us a little bit more about you and your business, uh, specifically Design Hill, and how you help companies to shock their potential by using uh, the services that you offer. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm an entrepreneur, as you said, and, uh, you know, I started Design Hill uh, with my brother, who's also a co-founder, and, uh, you know, we, we live together till date, uh, despite having, you know, worked together for the last seven, eight years. Uh, <laughs> we are, uh, you know, we are, we are buddies and we are, you know, also co-founders, so we have a very love and hate relationship. However, uh, yeah. so, you know, me and uh, Varun, we started this business about seven, eight years back. Uh, actually, we thought of it in 2013 and time really flies, but we ended up starting it in 2014. And it was something that just got born out of the individual needs that we had at that point of time. You know, I, I joined a family business, uh, we come from an entrepreneur family uh, and I, I really wanted to get our branding organized. You know, branding is not something, design is not something which was given a lot of value at the time. However, that's changed a lot in today's time and world. But, uh, you know, I was struggling to get a good agency, a designer to get our, you know, business brand rebranded and, you know, have everything more consistent and quality. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Varun, who's always been the more creative one. So he was working as a freelancer and he was having his own struggles in terms of finding, you know, good clients, how, how mm -hmm. to communicate with them, getting paid on time. And, and when he got back, it's actually just, you know, we just happened to speak about our individual problems and we realized that this was not an issue that was local, but a global problem. And, mm -hmm. and technology as a, you know, as an enabler could really, really facilitate and solve that because good design is omnipresent. Every business needs it, whether it's an online business or an offline business or, uh, you know, a traditional uh, mom and pop shop or a restaurant, you know, every, every business requires branding, design, website, digital presence today and, and design, you know, no matter how much undervalued it is, uh, even in today's time, it, it holds a real importance in the success of a business. And I think that's, that's, you know, that sort of leads us to the answer to answering your question around how we uh, help businesses, you know, shock their potential because uh, you know, when, when, you know, young entrepreneurs or, you know, new entrepreneurs come with business ideas and concepts, you know, uh, they're vibrant and they're looking for something that represents that idea that, that you know, that helps them, you know, uh, show that what they're talking about, they are serious about it, you know. So we actually ran, it's quite funny that we ran a campaign once, uh, we did a lot of videos say, uh, with the tagline, it's real, right? And we covered different stories that, you know, people who had ambitions and, you know, it could be a photographer, it could be a, a second or third generation entrepreneur, but, you know, they had dreams that were real. And, you know, we as a company help uh, these individuals, these businesses, these motivated professionals accomplish those dreams because we help them, you know, we help facilitate uh, or help get their, uh, their business on ground. Because, you know, no, I mean, we build tools as, you know, for, for as small as a work from home mom or, a, you know, or a mom and pop shop. And, you know, we, we serve companies like Microsoft and Deloitte. So we try to really have services that can cater to every kind of customer with every kind of budget, because design I feel is really, really important uh, for mm -hmm. success of any business. And that's, that's what it is. It's absolutely true. And especially for small business owners um, yeah. that, you know, it, it, like you said, sometimes it's the last thing that's thought of because 
you don't know where to go. You don't know how to, to, you know, outsource it. You don't know really maybe what you're looking for. And it's interesting because um, before I found somebody who's now a full-time person on my team doing, excuse me, all our design work, I was doing things like Fiverr and, you know, finding some freelancers, but because they were only working on little projects at a time and because I couldn't communicate with them very well, um, I couldn't get my vision across, you know, because I still didn't know what my vision was. And it's really important that, you know, that you have a presence that follows through and that you can have consistency because it helps tell a story. And I think a lot of times people overlook it just because they don't really know how to get started or, or how to make that work for their business. Right. And you know, it's about priorities, isn't it? So when you're, when you're starting your business, you don't want to spend so much money on a professional branding or, you know, with an agency or you don't even have the resources and the time. And again, and you know, with design, design is always something that uh, is always on the back of the mind. You know, you're always thinking of customers, acquiring new customers or, you know, getting more traffic on your website or your, through your door. And, 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 but uh, so, you know, you don't want to invest into a full-time designer, like you didn't do it when you started, right? So that is where we come in, you know, or, or any other online platform comes in because we help you connect with the best in class people around the world. So, you know, right. you might have somebody who might charge you a lot more uh, maybe in US, but an equivalent, you know, designer with equal level of quality, maybe sitting in Australia or Brazil or India, and they might be able to do a really great job for you at probably one third the price. And and I think that's the beauty of internet in the kind of the world that we live in today, isn't it? Because you really don't need to travel anymore and you can just get connected and get on a Zoom call with anybody from anywhere in the world within like, on a click of a button. And that, that's what, you know, internet does for you and, uh, you know, and platforms like us, you know, that's what we try to do that, you know, bring you quality at an affordable price. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. In fact, my whole team is out of Kenya. So I, you know, I, I leverage that kind of global opportunity as well. And I think it's a really exciting time in the world to think about the fact that we don't have to look just at borders anymore. We can really expand as well as provide, you know, like you said, talented people all over the world, the ability to reach clients anywhere in the world. It just is a little bit of a, you know, once you find the connections, then you've got a great opportunity there. Exactly. And you build relations for lifetime also, isn't it? I mean, you know, sometimes what happens is when you employ somebody full time, you know, you, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy to, you know, uh, you know, fire to fire them if you're not happy about them or, you know, it's not easy. I mean, humanly, I find it to be very, very difficult to like, you know, somebody's working with us, but uh, so, you know, these platforms give you a great opportunity to test it out, you know, see, yes. see somebody, if you, if you like the way they work, if you like their, you know, uh, creativity or you like their work, work essence ethics and then you can actually take that decision to maybe do a monthly retainer then you can employ and build it build it up into an annual agreement or a full-time employment so you know so this gives you that opportunity to experiment explore understand somebody before you actually make that commitment you know you it's because end of the day when you hire somebody you're also entering into a relationship isn't it so it's almost like that you you date somebody first, you, you know, go on five dates, 10 dates, and then you decide, okay, okay, you, you can move in. So it's, it's sort of like that. So I, I just feel that, you know, and, and this is what, uh, you know, technology and platforms, online businesses, they allow you to do that. You can really, really experiment. And, you can, and again, you know, different skill sets. 
you 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 get different options and different varieties with working with different people and sometimes you may have a particular stream or school of thought that this is how you want certain thing to be done but you know you get really like swept away with you know the kind of options and varieties that people with different backgrounds can come up with i mean they might have a completely different perspective of how you may have thought of a certain problem or a you know or 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 object so so i think it's really wonderful it works really well i do and i love the fact that you work with big companies as well and small companies i think it's interesting this i i'm curious about what this projection is now but i remember early in 2020 before you know we really knew about global pandemics um there was a really interesting study that came out and said that in the us at least by 2050 50% of americans would be entrepreneurs or freelancers or whatever however you want to describe it but entrepreneurs and i thought that's amazing but now i wonder how that number is affected after you know a year of pandemic and a lot of people started to work their own businesses and transition out of companies so it's going to yeah. be an interesting time for people to think about what does it mean to build your own business and build the brand image accordingly with it i think what the pandemic really has done is i think it has sort of accelerated that adoption of first online uh, working online businesses you know that gets coupled with work from home uh, situations where you know complete dynamics of working in companies have changed right now uh, you know somebody may be working i mean we've not seen our team for the last one and a half years i mean i'm sitting in this office today it's an empty building and i come here because i find a lot of peace and solace but there's nobody here right uh, yeah. and uh, and and that what that has enabled people you know our employees also to do is that they can actually you know they've saved so much time traveling they saved so much time uh, you know and money as well you know because when you live in large bigger cities you pay more for utilities for rent and you know a lot of other stuff now when you when you're working from home and you you're saving all that time because your working hours remain the same in a day so they are able to actually pursue other hobbies or uh side hustles and i i see that in my uh, you know in our organization as well and i think that's really really wonderful because it not only gives people opportunity to make that extra buck but also sometimes follow their passions and dreams right so uh, for example i mean i was and we really encourage that as well so you know we have we have a really great guy uh, you know he looks after our branding and communications and while during this period he actually uh did an online course in us uh, with harvard university uh he's uh, he's now he's going for post uh, sorry masters uh, post graduation phd in canada and uh, and he was able to do that pursue all of that while he was working with us now he's going to get settled in canada and he's going to still work for us so we've done an arrangement with him where now he's going to be a student but he's also going to work with us so you know the thing is that it so there's a lot of dynamism and flexibility that you get today with the kind of uh, you know things that are getting built up yes absolutely and before we take a quick break i remember when we spoke last time you were talking a little bit about how many people you actually have in your network like how many clients yeah. you've worked with and how many freelancers you have or people yeah. on your design team can you share a little of the numbers again sure so we've served more than 1 million customers till now uh, businesses marketing professionals small and large companies uh from all over the world in fact but you know a majority of them actually come from united states and canada uk australia english speaking countries and uh you know in terms of creative professionals we have over 300000 creative professionals designers and artists who are actually uh you know who have their portfolios on our platform who sell their artworks who sell their services 
and you know even their merchandise uh, we you know we did, uh, we did, uh, launched a platform called print shop a, a couple of years last year in fact in the height of the pandemic where actually you know these artists from all over the world are uh, selling their artworks on merchandise like t-shirts phone cases mugs and all sort of amazing stuff and they're shipping worldwide so that's why you know we say you know design hill has actually now become more of a design to print platform so everything that you want to design or want to get designed to everything that you want to get printed can be done under one roof Oh, wonderful. I love that. I remember I got, I haven't used it, but I know after being a guest, you gave me like a $50, you know, credit for something and I never used it. I, I keep thinking I need a new mug because this was uh, kind of the original version of my logo and it's changed since then. <laughs> you should try it out. You like the quality because you work with the best vendors, uh, when the best printing companies in US and Europe. So you know, it come to you fast as well since you're in US. I love it. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Imagine starting a long journey without a map or even a clear idea of the obstacles ahead. That's exactly what it's like for entrepreneurs who start companies with a lot of passion, but without the financial expertise to grow and scale their businesses and create long-term wealth for their families. Find a financial advisor who can help you map a better journey. Wayne Titus shows you how in his book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being. With the right advisor at your side, you'll have the freedom to focus on what really matters to you. Get The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being at Amazon.com and in the virtual bookstore on the Shock Your Potential app. And we are back with Raul and we are talking about all things design, but we're also talking about leadership this month. And you brought up a really great point about how the working world is changing and how people are, many people are still working from home, if not full-time in a hybrid situation. Uh, We have many more entrepreneurs who are working from home. And so for those of us who are leaders and we are leading teams that are all remote, there's some additional challenges there. So what are some of your top tips for being a great leader um, in these crazy kind of changing times? There are a few things. I think, you know, because, you know, the, the, the dynamism of working has completely changed now, right? So we need to, the companies, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we were lucky enough that we were already a technology company and we were using a lot of these online tools to manage our processes, to break down our processes for our communication, daily communication, reporting mechanisms. Uh, you know, I can name a few. We use Slack, we use Trello, uh, we use, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kilo. There's another project management tool. So, you know, these things and even WhatsApp. I mean, I have like hundreds of groups on WhatsApp also now. Me too. It's, it's a great, great business tool, I would say. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know, having these together and having these threaded with each other, you know, it really enables you to actually... Uh, run your business on your mobile. I mean, you know, uh, for sure our screen times are going off the roof, but, you know, uh, people actually can communicate with each other and they're able to see where they are. You can see the timelines and scopes. So that's really good. I think technology adoption is really important. Uh, And if you're able to break down your processes with the right tools, that I think really enables your business to really, you know, you can scale your business because most of the things are already, you know, laid down in your uh, tools and processes, right? Uh, from a leadership perspective, I feel it's really important to delegate and give ownership to your, you know, to your colleagues and you know whoever your team leaders are and others. Because delegation is really important because you can, as a leader you can't do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. You know it's very difficult. I mean you may think of that when you're starting out, but the more you grow, 
you have to believe in people you have to trust people and the more trust you give i have always seen the better people perform because yes. you know see we are all humans we are going to make mistakes we have to live with that we have to accept that but as long as we are trusting people to do a good job and trusting people to be honest about their work i think more often than not we'll find people you know actually overachieving and that's yes. something that i've always learned and i've you know it's i've always experienced within our organization and our team that we always trust people we allow them to make mistakes in the sense we allow them to experiment so you know yes you only have to be successful very few times it's good to fail many more times because then we know what not to do right yeah. so again so we live in a dynamic world and you know you know especially in technology businesses and so many things happen every day so we should always i think uh, do that and uh, experimentation as i said is something that i really really value we you know encourage our teams to experiment ideate we are completely okay as long as you know uh, we are failing because it's good to fail and uh, and as a leader one more thing which i would like to say is that you should always know or you know i it's you know people say that you shouldn't be a jack of all trades but i i feel that you should be as a leader you should be a jack of all trades and a master of one i think that is something very important because uh, you know you should know about all the facets of your business you know mm. whether like for me if i'm running an online business i know about blogging i know about social media how to use the social media handles how to do run a marketing campaign on that on facebook on instagram i know what seo is i know what online event how to conduct online events i know how to do content marketing i know how to do development so you know i've i've sat through those things because i have sat through those things i'm able to actually set out kpis kras i'm actually able to have reporting mechanisms i'm i'm, I'm able to build out processes so you can only do that if you know about something so that's why i say that you should experience everything that your business has all the verticals of your business you should know about it deeply you don't have to be a master at it but if you know about it you will be able to actually accomplish much more so mm-hmm. you know that's from an individual perspective yeah and i i i agree with you and not everybody does because i think most people are afraid of having to learn other things that they don't do well or know well but to your point you don't have to master it you just have to know yeah. enough to be dangerous <laughs> yes you know exactly. to have some good conversations to be able yes. to give some people ideas when they get stuck and then to be able to sit back and go okay now you take it from here and one yeah. of the things that i've been doing with my team lately is i've been talking a lot about ownership pretend you yeah. own this this part of the business yeah. is yours and you own it your whole future depends on its success but i don't mean that in a pressure way i mean if it was all yours yeah. and you didn't worry about failing what would you do with it how yeah. would you approach it how would you get up every day and be excited about it And that's I see that with a couple of my people as they get more and more confident. Um I've got two of them that started with me almost 2 years ago and you know their sense of ownership is so high and now I'm seeing it in other people that have come on in the last year year and a half and it's really fun to see people reach that level where they go okay well it's okay if we screw up every once in a while. Michael's not yeah. asking me questions about it to point a finger she's saying hey how do we be aware of this next time so we yeah. anticipate it. Exactly exactly and and you know i would like to add one more thing on this you know uh, it just came to my mind that you can also do uh, you know make create micro projects so for example you have a campaign or you have something that entails that has to span out for over a month or something right and you make micro projects in that which may have 5 3 4 5 10 members of your team now make individual members owners of each of those micro projects 
or yes. processes. Now, what that does is that because the success of an overall campaign or, a, or an idea or whatever strategy may depend on these four or five processes getting accomplished or micro projects per se getting accomplished. Now, because individual members are owners of each of those, what it does is they have they have the liberty, the freedom to do what they want to do with it. But because they're competing at the same time, you know, and they're responsible for something as well within their colleagues, it works really well. I don't know if I'm able to put it correctly or you're able to comprehend it. But the idea is to create this, divide a larger project into smaller projects and make give ownership of each of those smaller projects to your team members, to individual team yeah. members. And I think I've, we've seen it work wonderfully. It works really, really well. Yeah, I like that a lot. Plus, it gives people um, a chance to not only lead and lead their peers, but to lead yeah. and get a, you know input, and but they're not responsible for the whole thing. So the pressure yeah. isn't as intense if they haven't had yeah. that level of responsibility yet. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Raul, we could talk all day about all this because I, I know we're very like-minded in it and I appreciate it. We're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, uh, because they can't wait to work with you in Design Hill, what's the best way for them to reach you? So, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's our website, uh, designhill.com and there's a founder section. So you actually, we have a form there that anybody can reach out to me on that. Otherwise I'm available on LinkedIn. Uh, you just have to type in my name with Design Hill, Rahul Agarwal Design Hill, and you'll find my page. You can send me a DM or a direct message and, you know, I'd get in touch. Excellent. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Uh, you know, because this is about so much about leadership. Uh, I, I just feel that, you know, something that I would like to repeat uh, or what I said earlier is that, you know, we need to delegate and give ownership. That's really, really important as a leader. And, you know, again, so failure is something that we should accept very, you know, warmly uh, because, uh, you know, failure is going to be there on a daily basis. Success comes far and few, you know, it takes time for success to come in. So, uh, and be consistent, be persistent as a leader, as a business owner, because you don't know, you know, what, what's around the corner. I mean, it took us almost a year and a half uh, to really, you know, even get 30 sales in a month. You know, yeah. not a, day, a, a sale every day in a month. And we kept persevering, kept learning every day. So I feel that, you know, success will come if you have the right intent. You just have to persevere a lot. And uh, yeah, you know, and, and at the end of the day, it's all about team effort, team building. You have to have a great team. You can't do everything alone. So, you know, believe in your team and delegate and micromanage, micromanage, whatever you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you as a guest today. Thank you so much, Michael. I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.